Welcome to the journey with Mpo Podcast, a sacred space for healing, love, and rediscovering your life purpose. Introducing your host, Mpo. Welcome to Journey with Mpo. I am incredibly excited for this episode, so I won't waste any time with a lengthy introduction. This episode contains high vibrational perceptions. In the event that you find it difficult to comprehend the content, just relax. Breathe. Spirit is here to guide you. Breathe. Our journey will make sense sooner or later. Just keep coming back to this episode. Spiritual growth is a continuous process. With us in the studio today is Supernova Sarah, my sister in spirit life, sound alchemist, earth guardian, and she's not alone. She's brought her magical musical instruments. So today we're going on a healing sound journey. Sarah, thank you for taking the time out of your incredibly busy schedule to make this happen. Aloha. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Excited to be here. (laughs) Supernova Sarah. How did that name come about? Well, the story that I remember, I've told it so many times, I'm like, (laughs) did I make this up? (laughs) It feels good, but... Um, my, my best friend, John Fritzler, he now goes by Jonathan Berry, but, uh, I met him a long time ago and I was really looking for a, a new, new way of life. And so he kind of took me under his wing mm-hmm. and he, he always looked at me and said, God, you're always going through these huge revelations and just these huge aha moments. And he said, it's, it's kind of like a supernova. And he's like, like Supernova Sarah. <laughs> and literally, it stuck. It stuck. He started calling me that all the time, and everyone part of our spiritual community just took to it. And it, it hasn't gone away. So much so, it became part of my business name <laughs> along the way. It just seemed natural. Like everyone knows me as that, so why not? And it's funny because now it's even evolved into, he calls me Supernova Sarah Tonin. With double meaning, tonin meaning sound, but also serotonin being like dopamine, serotonin. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Frank John's really smart. He's he's a very intelligent being, very <laughs> tapped in. Yeah. <laughs> when growing up, were you always in tune with your gifts? You know, when I was younger, yes. Um, was it understood and accepted? Not so much. Um, I used to hear someone singing all the time in my house that I grew up in and I'd wake up nightly being like, mom, stop singing. I'm trying to sleep. You're waking me up. She's like, Sarah, there is no one singing. We're all sleeping, you know? And so there were things that I would hear and see and the plants talked to me. I would, I spend a lot of time in nature and 
It's just, you know, that that was it. Rocks, trees, rivers, you know, the, that was my home place. I loved to be there. And I think that that evolved into a really deep place for me growing up because I started seeing all the trash around on the ground and I was so sensitive to all these things and I didn't understand why people were doing these things. Um, so there was a lot of sensitivities with it too. Those sensitivities definitely didn't ever go away, no. but the tuning into hearing these different layers of existence and feeling these messages and guidance and whatnot got dimmed for a while in my teenage years or so. Oh. So, and then it sparked back up about probably eight years ago. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll jump into that eight-year mark. It yeah. seems to be a very important mark. Which musical instrument did you start playing first, and how did you learn to play it? Oh, goodness. For sound healing techniques, you know, I, yeah. I started learning the Tibetan singing bowls, the metal singing bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, I started learning those probably six years ago or okay. so, just the tiny little ones. And yeah. I, I really vibed with it. Something about the metal and the, yeah. the tones of it really got me. So I would yeah. meditate with it and I was already doing, offering Reiki energy okay. sessions at that time. Okay. And so that's when I started getting the feeling, maybe I should offer this with the energy work. Yeah. And oh my gosh, it was phenomenal. Um, I think that I was really intrigued by these sound instruments because I used to be the person to hire in sound therapists for a nonprofit that I helped co-create oh. here on island. Yeah, oh. it was called, uh, or it still is called, Vibe Tribe. And we had monthly events called Audio Oasis. And those are still going. Spiritual people can congregate and gather and be family. And, you know, there's always an emphasis around sound and vibration. And so I got to see a lot of different sound healers come through. And I think unconsciously, not knowing, Mm -hmm. that was getting me going on it. So when I started with the Tibetan bulls, there was no no turning back. (laughs) Pretty cute. Tell me more about Vibe Tribe. Do you guys just do sound healing or is it more than just sound healing? Yeah, so I am not totally intertwined with it anymore. I still, they're still my ohana. I still love them, you know. Um, But they do all kinds of things now. It's really a hub space. They have the Vibe Tribe Sanctuary in Palolo Valley. And um, it's a space where everyone and anyone can come share their gifts. Okay. And come share what they're passionate about and teach each other and inspire each other and mm-hmm. help themselves be supported by the community mm-hmm. to grow and keep growing. And that's essentially how I started my business. It was like this cultivation of my my expressions and really what I wanted to bring forward. Mm-hmm. And I was really passionate, you know, about spirituality and getting yeah. in tune with yourself and yeah. reclaiming your power and just really, really tuning into that. And so that's what I started with. And mm-hmm. then the energy work came in and then in came the sound, you know, it was like this evolution, but I always had that family yeah. to continuously share and be vulnerable and be like, Oh, I might mess up and I don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to go do it, you know? Yeah. And safe that's space. exactly. And that's what it continues to be is this really safe space for people to grow their gifts and their talents and their passions and mm. fully supported. Um, Kaimi, Kaimi Nicholson, I call her my fairy godmother. Um, she's amazing. And she's the one that keeps it all together. Uh, her, 
her and her partner Wayne Bow and mm-hmm. the Vibe Tribe Sanctuary, everyone that's part of that, uh, keeps it going. John Barry, Jonathan Barry, the one I was talking about in the beginning, he was the triad. So it was Kaimi and Jonathan had this grand idea, and I came swooping in. They're like, "Yes, the triad, we need you. Let's do this." And so it came, Supernova. yeah, it just came into this awesome co-creation, and it just grew and grew, and it's so neat to see it keep yeah. going. You know, it's, it's beautiful. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So you start with the Tibetan singing bowls. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite now? Your favorite musical instrument? Oh gosh, my favorite would have to be the gongs. The gongs. The gongs. Oh, that they're my heart. Vibrational. I, I don't know what it is. What's that sound? It's, they say that it's the sound of ohm, the sound of creation. I could see it. So the way that I see it is any gong, they're going to have their overall dominant frequency. Okay? okay. But then there's semi-dominant frequencies that are there and prevalent there. And then there's thousands of other frequencies depending on how it's struck and how it overlaps and what other sounds are going on around it and the energies of the people in between and so it's thousands of frequencies that definitely you can hear anything Mm. and it's something about that overwhelming immersion of vibration that is just you you lose all sense of physicality sometimes it's actually yeah. some people are like i don't want that no it's a beautiful feeling it really is it's Initially, an enlightening it's scary. feeling it's like, yeah Whoa, a lot of people are like what happened to my body where did i go you know but it's actually it's so enlightening i feel like yeah. it really helps us to feel what we're made of we're made of energy we're made yeah. of vibration they've been able to scientifically prove that every cell in our body is vibrating Every cell is creating an electromagnetic current and it's vibrating. Our heart is creating a rhythm. You know, everything is creating sound. And if we can use these magical sound healing tools to help bring more harmony to Mm -hmm. our energy field and every little cell, Mm -hmm. why not? And help tune into the fact that We are energy. I think so many people have been so stuck on the physical and this is all that there is Mm -hmm. and it's so hard and uh, it can't move anything. I can't Mm -hmm. push through anything. But when you start thinking in terms of energy, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everything becomes a lot more fluid. You know, it just becomes a little bit easier to navigate our lives and our minds. We're not so rigid (laughs) and stuff. There's just so many layers to, to that way of understanding life. You know, and just seeing the energetic connection to yeah. it all. So that's what I really feel the gongs bring is that sound of ohm, that sound of creation, which we are. And it helps us tune back into that source, whatever that is for anyone, you know. I think that maybe it's not fear, it's recognizing the voice of source. Yeah. That yeah. becomes alarming because, right, we're probably not numb at our first experience of it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well... What is that? And then the more familiar your body becomes, you're like, oh, this is source. Yeah, this is this is it. This is yeah. so familiar, right? Yeah. There's this familiar feeling to it, yet it's not something we've been taught about. Mm-hmm. It's not something that many people have talked about, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think that there, there may be a fear of it because it's, like you said, it's the unknown, yeah. right? Yet yeah. deep inside, it's well-known. It is. So it's just getting reacquainted with it yes. and 
I've had people come for the first time and experience that or a few times in they finally experience it and then they can't get enough because it's so real. It's yeah. it's the real reality behind everything and it's so to me when I get to feel that overwhelming beautiful feeling of just vibe, vibing, yes. right? Yes. That's home. That's home to me. Yeah. It feels right. It feels good. There isn't a stress in my mind. There isn't a concern. There isn't a worry. There isn't anything that matters other mm-hmm. than that moment. And it's it's really healing in itself. Is that the same experience for you when you're playing? Do you go through a sound healing journey too while playing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely in so many ways. And it's different for me every single time. You know, it's different for everyone every single time, but even for me. Mm. I may not go as deep into okay. the, you know, just kind of leaving and just going into dream realms or wherever people go sometimes, yeah, yeah. right? But I'm still, through my third eye vision, I'm still seeing a lot of energies. I'm feeling a lot through my body. I'm an empath. So I feel like yeah. if someone has some digestion stuff going on, all of a sudden my digestion, I can feel it going weird. And I'm like, oh, breathe. And then I know yeah. to bring that type of vibration and that type of healing energy and intention yeah, yeah. into the session. Um, sometimes I'm seeing colors and all these shapes and what I call light codes. So I can yeah. see all the light codes streaming down. I can see activations happening in people. I can hear messages. Yeah. I can hear angels singing. I can hear all kinds oh. of things all the time. So. Yeah. It's very different all the time for me. So yes, it's it's a different experience for me in different ways. If I told everyone these things <laughs> afterwards, they'd be like, oh my God, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, they'd be like, this girl, what? I don't know. <laughs> We're going to get a little bit into that. <laughs> so your awakening happened eight years ago. What would you say brought it about and how did it happen? Oh gosh, that's... That's a deep story, so it depends on how deep you want to go. Um, but I'll kind of give you an overview real quick. Um, I was labeled and categorized as manic depressant for the majority of my life. Okay. Um, I wasn't very stable in my okay. mind a lot of time, um, which I later found out through understanding my, my mind better and mm-hmm. understanding my body and how it responds and reacts, right? I realized... The chaos in my mind wasn't necessarily mine when I was younger. Mm. I was tuning into everything around me. Frequencies. And not, yeah, it's like telepathy. Okay. And I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it at all. And it was so overwhelming to me. Yeah. Um, so it was making me feel crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. And there were also, I went through some violence and some Mm. alcoholism in the family and you know I just went through a lot of weird things that caused me to feel very depressed Mm. so I had a lot of roller coasters throughout Mm. my life I was just up and down in and out of the hospital because I tried to commit suicide and poor family oh my gosh I have apologized so many times (laughs) I'm sorry guys um but you know I I left Maine, that's where I grew up, and I left there in 2009 because I knew that if I didn't, I wouldn't survive. Mm -hmm. I just knew, and I was like, I have to create some sort of change, and I'm just going to go. 
And so Hawaii called. Here I am. I hadn't even been here. I was like, do people live in huts? Is there electricity? <laughs> I didn't even know. And I was just yeah. like, I'm just going to go. So, however, when I got here, I still fell into my old patterns, mm. which was partying and, you know, just doing drugs. To be honest, I, I was yeah. a big partier and that's the way I dealt with life. And yeah. like many, like many people. So, um, and that's where I felt most free. I could yeah. be myself. I wasn't judged. So yeah. that's why I feel like so many people gravitate to that that world. Yeah. Maybe they're not feeling free enough to be themselves and mm. they're feeling judged by the regular society, right? Yeah. So that was me. And so I fell into that here and because it was just so natural. And mm. I got depressed again. And that was something I'd promised myself I wouldn't do. And so when I realized that I was depressed again, I made a decision to go to Burning Man. And I was like, this is my last straw. I'm going to go. People told me, like, you can just really expand yourself and feel really good about yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I went, partied like a rock star, and I was just (laughs) out there in the desert being, you know, just being my truest self I'd ever been. I've never felt anything like it. It felt so good. Okay. Yet did a ton more drugs. Yeah. And messed me, my mind up even more. Yeah. However, something happened to me there. I met some really phenomenal, inspiring people, people I had never, types of people I'd never run into, like okay. these traveling doctors who yeah. traveled around to help people in traumatizing experiences and disasters and just these beautiful, beautiful people. I'm like, I want to do something like okay. that, yeah. you know? So when I came back to the island, I was waiting tables. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, and yeah. I had a breakdown. I had yeah. a breakdown. And I was just like, I cannot live this life anymore. I mm-hmm. don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I just made this decision. I need to just end it. Yeah. And when I made that decision, a lot of people would think I was crazy. And maybe I was. But... In that moment, my entire mind went blank. Mm -hmm. I haven't experienced anything like it since, okay? Mm -hmm. My mind went blank, and then I heard a voice. And it was very masculine, and it said, you're not ready to go. Go get help. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going crazy. I've, I've done it. Oh, man. And I was like, no, I'm over life. I can't do it anymore. And all of a sudden it said it again, but rumbled my bones. I yeah. swear to you, it was just the craziest experience for me because yeah. I wasn't in tune fully with all this stuff at that point in my life. Mm-hmm. And it scared me so much. I started crying and I went and asked for help. Yeah. It saved me. And I, I ended up getting checked into one of the hospitals here. Yeah. Don't know if that was really the best place for me. <laughs> Uh, you know, it was Kahimohala is like a psych ward, um, mm-hmm. and just pumping you full of medications and just mm-hmm. really messy. But all of the people that kind of stood by me, there was like three or four friends that were here that brought me all my notebooks, all my journals, all of my magazines, because I loved collaging and all these things. And they just said, here, do what you need to do. And I just searched. I barely slept. The doctors had no idea why I wasn't sleeping because they were giving me all these sleeping pills and stuff. And I just knew I was on a mission. I was on a mission to figure out why this voice had told me to stay. Why am I here? And so I just kept searching, searching, searching. And I'm doing all these collages to release some anger and just frustrations that were coming through me. 
And on the ninth day, nine, number nine, completion, ninth day, I swear someone like flipped a light switch. Yeah. And what was probably two minutes maybe Uh felt like hours of information that came through to me. And I would call that my very first full, very clear download of information. Um, like an energetic download. You know how you just know something? Yeah, yeah. It just comes to you. Yeah. And you have no idea where it came from. It came from the ethers somewhere. And just, Pretty much like the podcast. Right, yeah. exactly. Your idea for it. It's just like, yeah. boom, here it is. And it's just so clear. Yeah. I was shown that I chose my parents before I came in. I was shown this conversation, yet I couldn't see who or what I was talking to that was saying it's not an amazing thing down there right now, yeah. but they need you. Yeah. And I was, I was like, okay. Yeah. So to me, that was me agreeing to come in to help with something. Mm-hmm. And then all of these direct messages of you must get all the animal products out of your body. Mm-hmm. You must get all of the chemicals legal and not out yeah. of your body. You must detoxify. You must um, decalcify your pineal gland. I'd never even heard of that. I didn't yeah. even know. And I didn't even know if veganism was possible. Yeah. It was something I'd wanted since I was a kid, but never knew anyone yeah. who had done that or knowingly knew, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was to become a healer, whatever yeah. that meant. I was yeah. to cr- uh, create healing festivals and healing events, yeah, yeah. whatever that meant. I knew none of this. But all of these messages came straight through to me, like direction. And that was my big awakening. I all of a sudden, the veil was lifted. I could see life in a completely different way. Completely different way. I I couldn't look at anything else the same. I had to drop my entire life. Everything I knew was done. I could not go back to the bars. I could not go back to the clubs, which means I had to drop pretty much all of my friends yeah. Because what I realized later, they weren't really my friends. Yes. You know? And um, not at that time anyway. You know? Everyone was just partying and didn't care if you were there or not, really. Yeah. You know? Um, had to drop my job. I could no longer go to work. I had to take six months on, um, I, th- I don't know if it was, I forget what they had me on, yeah. some program. And um, I had to get out of my apartment because I could no longer work, so I couldn't you know, I was just a mess. I was like, Oh my God, I was so lost when I got out of there and I had no one. I didn't know who to turn to, you know? And it was probably one of the most scariest times of my life. And yet it was so powerful. That's what kept me driving on. That's what kept me going. I just, Mm. I was like, I can't make this up. I can't. That was something that is a miracle in my mm-hmm. eyes. I just mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And so I had to just keep going to figure out what it was trying to get me to, yeah. right? What did all of this mean? And at least now I have understanding of where I'm headed, even yeah. though I don't know how to get there, <laughs> you know? But I snip it gives how. Yeah. And nope, nope, the how comes as you take that step, yeah. right? And so... I remember when I was losing my apartment or needing to leave, um, I remember for the first time ever, because I've rejected religion for a really long time. I did, because my mom tried to raise me Catholic, and I was like, what is going on? I was so lost. I just didn't understand it. So I rejected it all, unfortunately. Um, Now I'm reengaging with it, and just I love learning about it all. It's cool. So, But I remember I dropped to my knees 
I was on the sidewalk and just crying and I dropped to my knees and for the first time ever looked at the sky and said, if you want me to be here, I need help. Yeah. I need help. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like I didn't even have money for food. It was the yeah. first time ever I called my parents for help. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I need money. You know, I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. And so um, that's when probably a few days later, Jonathan Barry showed up in my life. And he's like, oh, I saw on, on Facebook you're looking for a new place to live. I think I have a place for you. And I barely knew him. Yeah. I was like, what? I remember being so scared. He's like, show up at this place at this time. My roommates will be there. We'll interview you. And if they like you, you're in. Yeah. I'm like, where am I going? What it, interview? I didn't understand. Yeah, you know? yeah. And all of a sudden I show up and I was accepted. It was an artist co-op. Yeah. And that was, that was the beginning of my new journey. Exciting. It's just like, boom, blast <laughs> open, whole life shift, which I've learned through some of the religion studies now that that's what baptism is yes. in some, right? It's just like, I was like, oh, I was, I was baptized by the skies. I didn't really need anyone in person to do it. <laughs> it just kind of blasted me. Here I am. <laughs> Let's take a couple of steps back. Yeah. So you're moving from Maine to Hawaii, right? Yes. Hawaii seems to be a lot of spiritual ground work for a lot of people. Yeah. There's not much to do here, so isolation begs you to go inward. Mm-hmm. Allows you to tune in. Mm-hmm. How do you relate to that? Do you, do you feel the same way? How, what are your sentiments when it comes to Hawaii? Well, when I come to Hawaii, and every time I travel out of the islands and come back, it's very clear to me, these islands hold a high vibration. Okay. So there's a very, very high frequency mm-hmm. compared to a lot of other places. There's other places on the planet that hold high frequencies like this, different frequencies, yet high frequencies than normal, okay, okay on other parts of the planet. Just like you walk into some other parts, yes. even if it's a, kind of like a, a low-income area where there might be uh, just generalized, but there might be a lot of drug use and different things, you feel the shift in vibration, okay, right? Okay, okay. So... Here in on these islands, you can sense it. When you get here, it's just a buzz. It's something different. Mm-hmm. And I think it has something to do with being very new volcanic rock. Okay. That has a very purifying effect. Okay. Um, and if you think about it, it's new, it's fresh, it's got this vibrant energy, volcanoes still going on on Big Island, which is just pure creation. Okay. okay. Um, so to me, it it naturally is purifying our energy. If we have a lower vibration than what is here, it's going to vibe us into harmony like the gong, essentially. We just don't know it. We just don't feel it so strongly like we can feel the sound vibrations from the gong, right? So there is a lot of... There's a lot of shifting underneath the scenes, you know? And that's why a lot of people... I always say... If you make it past the one-year mark, you're close. Okay. If you make it past the two-year mark and you're still here, you made it. Okay, okay. You're strong enough to withstand the changes that are coming through you. And you're willing to face what's coming up for you. And or some people glide right in. Yeah. You know, if they're already on this alignment frequency with what's here, they just glide right in. Yeah. You know, it's like home for them. Yeah. So me, there were some crazy things I had to clear, you know, (laughs) it was was an adventure, but 
Um, I've seen many, many people go through it. And so to me, it's just a vibrational thing. And the inward, I do agree about the inward because it forces you to look at yourself. Mm. It really does. It's like a mirror almost. Um, But here on the island, some people think we're isolated, yet if you really look around, there is so much to do. There's so much nature. You know, granted, we're in a city. You know, there's a huge city over there, and there's craziness. But there is so much nature to tune into. There's adventures, and, you know, there's water activities. There's forest. Go hiking. Go camping. Go whatever you want to do. And then beyond that, I feel like for some reason here, you can do anything you want. You can do anything you want. I don't feel that way when I go to Maine. I'm like, there's not, it doesn't feel like there's supportive energy to create what you want Mm. over there. There's not enough people Mm. open to the vast opportunities and the vast offerings, okay? okay? But here you see a multitude of offerings, all these different things that you could possibly think of. Like someone created a business for dream boards, Like teaching people how to organize what they want and creating a dream board. And there's a space for it, you know? So I'm like, there are so many ways you can create yourself here. Yeah. And to me, it's very supportive of those that are willing to evolve with it. So I think that's why it's worked for me with what I do because no one was offering sound therapy like I like I have done with the gongs yeah, yeah. you know there's definitely people playing the gongs yeah. um, but it's usually intertwined with yoga you know mm-hmm. and whatnot and I I made it into my business that's what I do full-time yeah. you know so I don't know that this would have worked on any everywhere else you know and yeah. the islands really supported Support it that. so yeah there's there's a lot of opportunity here Good yeah. spiritual ground. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine the journey of a healer to sometimes be one of resistance. When did you start accepting that you are a healer? I probably, I knew I had glimpses of it when I was 20 or 21. Okay. Um, and I'm almost 35 now. So, you don't look it. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I always feel like I'm getting younger. To be honest, it feels really great. I, I feel healthier than I've ever felt. But um, there, I was in skincare school. I went to aesthetic school. Okay. And they were teaching somewhat energy work, Reiki-ish energy, but they couldn't call it that. Because it wasn't big back then, and they wouldn't have, no one really would have bought into it necessarily. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I realized years later, that's when I started doing Reiki and everything. I realized, oh my God, I've been doing this for so long. I didn't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so I just, I realized because I could always put people in a trance-like state. They're like, I was just, they would tell me stories how they went somewhere just by me placing my hands on their on their head and their temples okay, they would okay. just go and I'm like yeah. I don't know what that is I don't know yeah. but um yeah so I think I knew I had something and a way to help people I just didn't quite understand what that was at the time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even when this message came through become a healer I, it felt right inside of me, but I had no idea what it meant for mm. me. You know, I didn't, I didn't click it all together for a long time. 
Yeah, it was it was a good I think it was two years when I two years after my awakening, my big awakening, that I started doing energy work. I didn't really have a choice. Yeah. That yeah. blasted open too. So yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden I had energy shooting through my hands one day and I was like, What are we doing this? Magic yeah, I was like, feel it. I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much heat. I'm like, yeah, take it. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> you hold on to yeah. this for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so I had to find a teacher, you know, tell me what to do with it. <laughs> but yeah. So one of the hardest parts of this journey is not that people think you're crazy. Okay. It's the fact that you too begin to question your sanity. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? What is it about this journey that just triggers that kind of, did I imagine that? Did this happen? Am I crazy? Or are the people seeing this? Can they feel this? Right, right. Oh my gosh, there's so much to that one too. These are great questions. Um, you know, a lot of us, the majority on the planet, are not taught about this, right? Okay. They're not taught about multi-dimensions mm-hmm. and telepathy and telekinesis and all of these things, yet the military knows it. The military has infinite information on that. They have some of the best remote viewers on the planet, okay? They have studied this extensive stuff for decades. Okay. And so it exists, yet we have been, it's been hidden, from us, even yeah. though we all have these abilities. Mm-hmm. It's it's a natural thing for us to be able to communicate telepathically. Okay. It's a natural thing for us to be able to sense energies okay. and whatnot. And so I think that it feels foreign and we start questioning our sanity because it goes against everything we've been programmed with. And by program, I mean it's a program. People told us what to think and how to think and what was right and what was wrong. And exactly, you get into the educational systems and it's pure brainwashing. Memorize this stuff and you're smart. Yeah. You know, oh, you try to veer outside the box and question things, go to detention. You know, all of these things. Oh, my God, my teachers hated me. (laughs) I used to tell my mom all my teachers were lying. And she's like, what are you talking about, Sarah? They're not lying. They're teaching you. Just listen. Yeah. And I'm like, they're lying. I can't sit there. I remember my principal in my high school years had to tell all of my teachers to let me leave the class if I needed to leave. Because I was such a spitfire, I would freak out if they wouldn't listen to me and listen to my questions. Because they would shun me off all the time. They'd be like, your questions are nonsense, whatever. I'm like, just answer the stupid question. But they didn't know the answer. Or they didn't want to acknowledge it because it's something maybe they questioned, but they had to follow the curriculum, right? So Boxes. Yep, the boxes. And so... A lot of us know that it's BS. Okay. A lot of us know that innately, like it's inside of us. A lot of us are like, why are we learning this? Yeah, and yeah. those are real questions. Yeah. Because uh, the education they're teaching you is like super outdated, yeah, you yeah. know, and we yeah. all sense that. Yeah. So it's outdated or manipulated and changed. Mm-hmm. So it seems weird. We start questioning things. We start questioning, oh my gosh, did I really see that? Whatever, because we weren't taught that there are interdimensional layers. We weren't taught these things. Yeah. Um, so they've labeled that. They've labeled that insane. They have. Uh, Bipolar, insane. Yeah. More 
times than not, bipolar, they're channeling different energies. Yeah. They're channeling different parts of themselves. They're struggling with their ego. It's not even necessarily, you know, so there's so many layers to it, but they label it insane. So, of course, we're going to think we're insane if all these things are coming up that are labeled such, right? So, yeah. So, futuristically, is your hope maybe for us as future parents to teach our kids these things? Telepathy, how to make your own food, how to watch what you're eating and how it affects your vibration, Mm -hmm. you know. What are we hoping for futuristically? Yeah, I think futuristically... Listen to the kids because they'll teach you. Yes. They already know. They already know. There are so many kids that already know they don't want to eat animals. There are so many kids that already know that crystals are talking to them. And they know where to put them and they know messages from everywhere. There are kids that are coming in that can tell you how they died in a different life. And, oh, here's my body over there. And they go find it. And it's totally true. Right? So the kids know. We have to offer the environment to allow them to stay tapped in. Okay. Allow them to continue harnessing that natural ability, which is what could have happened to us. Yes. But we got shut off. We got shut down, right? Okay. And so it's reawakening inside of us because it's yeah. time. But these kids already have it. Mm-hmm. Offer them the environment to tap into that. My mom yeah. now knows she laughs all the time because I started a crystal business and I do crystal healing. She's like, shit, if I had known that when you were a kid and collecting rocks, I would have I would have guided you, you to that. Yeah. She's like, but yeah. I didn't know that could become a thing, right? Yeah. Or had I known, I started an earth club when I was like eight. I forced all of my neighborhood kid friends to learn about the earth and how it was created and how trash wasn't good for it. And we'd go around picking up trash and I'd teach them how to separate the recycling and all these different things. And my mom was like, how does she know this? And she said, she said the same thing. She's like, had I been aware enough Mm -hmm. and recognized that that was a thing, sustainability wasn't a huge thing when I was a kid, right? So she didn't recognize that it could become a profession, but now she sees it. She's like, it makes so much sense. We have to pay attention to those natural abilities and passions of these kids and nurture it. Nurture the shit out of it. Like just keep going and... Yes, it means going against the grains. Very powerful, Sarah. Let's get into the meditation part of this episode. Kindly ensure that you're relaxed. Take a few deep breaths. If you're driving, wait until you're stopped and in a safe space to continue. And then close your eyes for the most spiritual journey you've ever been on.
Okay, so we're playing different instruments to see what kind of sounds they make, and this is the gong. to it and it also depends on the size like this is a smaller gong but mm -hmm. it has the deepest tone I've ever heard in a smaller gong yeah like usually they have a lot higher pitches but yeah this one's like or this is actually known as the old wise earth gong oh yeah it's got that girth to it <laughs> what instrument are we playing next so we'll do the crystal bowl ah the crystal yeah. bowl should I bring it over in here? Or uh, I think I'll be pick, I'll be able to pick it up from here. healing party at 2 a.m. in the morning and no one would know. <laughs> It'd probably just bring people deeper into their dream sleep, probably. right? Probably. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and one thing I love about the crystal singing bowls compared to the Tibetan singing bowls, the metal ones, okay. is that the crystal ones tend to hold a very strong, loud, and long resonance. Like, you can still hear it. Long yeah. after you've played it. Yeah. Uh, the metal ones, they resonate, the larger metal ones will yeah. resonate longer than the smaller ones. Yeah, yeah. However, not as long as the crystal bowls. Huh. So. I like that. Yeah. And if you want to hear the Tibetan bowl. Definitely much different com in comparison yes. to the crystal ball. Very, very different. Different feel, mm -hmm. different sounds, different frequencies. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and then I tend to incorporate all kinds of little chimes and bells. Aww. These are my Tinkerbell. <laughs> Tinker bells. Um, I didn't bring my other chimes, but they're beautiful chimes, and they all have different um, notes that they are tuned to, and different octaves, and so mm. beautiful. Really brings about like this forest, dreamy, you know, just very gentle space. That's what I feel when you play it at the Sound Healing. Yeah. Actually, dreamy. Yeah. Foresty. Really nice. Um, I use my voice sometimes. Yes. Um, that comes through in what I call light language. Mm -hmm. uh, just I feel, and sometimes I even see light codes coming down, and I just let it flow through me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it comes out however it comes out. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if there's any other 
instruments that I use. I use tuning forks sometimes. I also have what I call an ocean drum, which sounds ocean. like the ocean. Uh, at home, I have a rain stick, which sounds very different from the ocean drum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then there's so many different mallets for the gongs, too, that create all kinds of different sounds. Mm. So there's lots of different things you can do with the gongs as well. So, And if I knew how to play didgeridoo, I would have one of those, too, because that's like the gongs are my most favorite yeah, instrument yeah. for sound therapy didgeridoos are next in line and it's it's more of an australian like a uh, very ancient instrument mm. they've used in their cultures uh you know those big long wooden i've seen someone play it actually exactly it's this deep rumble yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh my gosh i love them <laughs> it's so good i i've had sessions just with didgeridoos like yeah. me laying down yeah vibrates me into a whole nother space it's awesome Mm -hmm. yeah i've done a lot of collaborations with uh didgeridoo peoples and it's such a neat combination with the gongs too Mm -hmm. so yeah thank you so much for sharing the space with us thank you so much universe chingstar sound there yeah (laughs) yeah you know just the powers that be trying to shut it down (laughs) we won't stop No, no. We won't stop. (laughs) Thank you for having me. No worries. (laughs) Check out the video from the meditation session on our website, journeywithmpo.com and on Instagram at journeywithmpo. To keep up with Sarah's adventures and attend one of her sound healing journeys, follow her on Instagram at supernovaenergetics. All one word. (laughs) this wraps up the episode thank you so much for tuning in aloha